0: Hello, everyone. Welcome in to another episode of Capturing the Games, the Game Within the Game podcast featuring me, Desmond Jones, and Brady. Uh, before we get started, we'd like to remind everyone that Capture the Game is sponsored by Capture Sports Agency, where our CEO and founder is Chantel Smith-Jones. Now that we got the introductions out the way, we're going to go ahead and get started. You know, it's another Thursday, so it's another episode. Today, we bring you the Assistant Director of Athletic Events over at Auburn University, it is no other than yours truly, Megan Campbell. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Good, good. Thank you for joining us um, on this Sunday afternoon. So, um, you know, it's been a it's been a good week so far. Brady, how's things going for you, man?
2: You know what? It's been a been a good week. Everything's been rolling along smooth. So, I'm happy to be here, and it's just it's
0: great. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, Megan, go ahead, and um, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so my name is obviously Megan Campbell. Um, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, born and raised. I did my undergraduate degree at the University of Cincinnati. Um, Went away to grad school at Lindenwood University. It's a small Division II school out in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, From there, journeyed back to Cincinnati, um, my first full-time position in University of Cincinnati Athletic Department with Facilities and Event Operations. Um, Did a couple of years there and now I am out at uh, Auburn, Alabama, the University of, or Auburn University, I'm sorry, and I am the Assistant Director of Athletic Event Management.
2: That's that's pretty cool. So what, what kind of led you out to go out to Lindenwood University? What, what kind of made that track?
1: Yeah, that's definitely an interesting question. I love this question. Um, I was at the University of Cincinnati, like I mentioned before, and I obviously have a strong passion for event management and my mentor at the time who was also one of my bosses and one of, he was an adjunct professor at Cincinnati that I had in class. Um, he mentioned that I need to go to a division two school, um, just to get as much experience as possible. When you're out at a division two school working in event management, it's not just event management. You're also involved with ticket operations, uh, marketing promotions, and then on top of that, the game operations aspect. Um, so you're sort of in charge of a lot. And for me, it looks really good on a resume, in my opinion, just because you have such a diverse background.
0: Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so I got, I got a beef to pick with you. So <laughs> Ohio is one of my, and I, this goes for you too, Brady. Ohio is one of my least favorite Midwest state. And I'm sorry oh, to say no. that. <laughs> and so I don't know what, so what, so since you're from Cincinnati, tell me why you love Cincinnati so much.
1: Oh, I can name a thousand reasons. Mostly okay. Skyline, Chile, and the Cincinnati Reds. Um, okay. But it's very rare that I get back home anymore. So when I go home, I feel like, I have to eat all the Cincinnati foods. Um, I try to jam it in in about three days, but there's just so much to love about it. Cincinnati Bearcats is up there, obviously, my alma okay. mater.
0: Okay. I have, a, uh, I have a professor of mine. She's been like a mentor of mine. She's over at University of Cincinnati. She works in the engineering department. So, uh, I mean, that's probably the only... I, I love the. if I was the roof for anybody in Ohio, it would be the Bearcats. Um,
2: but so, like Okay.
0: Yeah. That, so, okay. I just had to ask about that. Um, so, what? so, so far working in the event planning, you say you had a passion for it. What, what kind of, what kind of sparked or drove that passion for event planning?
1: Uh, yeah. So I didn't know that I had a passion for it. I mentioned my mentor a little bit earlier on. Um, and he was also, like I said, one of my adjunct professors in one of my classes. I think the class was current events and sports or something to along those lines. And I was on the hunt for an internship. I wanted to work with the Cincinnati Reds more than anything. Um, I wanted to do marketing and promotions. And I had applied for all kinds of internships. I interviewed with them and I just wasn't getting it. For our undergrad program, we had to do, I think it was 400 hours of volunteer work. And I poured all my eggs into the Cincinnati Reds basket. Um, And then I, like I said, I didn't get it. So I went to my professor and I was like, can you help me out? And he said, yeah, come see me on Monday. Walked into his office and he brought me on as an intern um, with event operations at Cincinnati. And from then on out, I just became so passionate about event planning.
0: Yeah, event planning is, uh, it's, it is fun. Uh, so I have my fair share of experience with planning events. I plan a couple of different conferences for the National Society of Black Engineers. So mm-hmm. I understand, like, what all it goes into event planning. And
1: yeah.
0: to me, it's somewhat stressful at times, especially when things don't align up with the way Way things are supposed to go.
1: <laughs> and it's definitely different. In my opinion is definitely different on the college level um, and depending on whatever sports you're working with. Because uh, you get to, you're exposed to a whole bunch of different coaches, different personalities. Um, and then on top of that, you're exposed to all the fans that are coming to the games or the competitions. And it's just, it's a lot of, a lot that goes into it. Um, it can be stressful at times, but at the end of the event, it's the most fulfilling thing ever thinking, oh, I put that on.
0: Yeah. I imagine that probably, I would say, I'm probably guess the hardest thing to try to, you know, I'll say focus on or do or put on a host is probably the the football.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, especially at Auburn. It's a little bit different than it was at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they have recently become more of a football school than basketball school. Uh, But when I was there, the main focus was basketball. Um, I moved south mainly because... I growing up did gymnastics for 16 years and I really wanted to work with a collegiate gymnastics program. Um, the opportunity came open at Auburn and not only was I working with gymnastics but now I've got football responsibilities um, and football here, they don't play around with their football in the south.
2: <laughs> with, with all that uh, um, going around with the athletics stuff, and what is like one of the biggest challenges that you found when you started? Um, doing um, planning for the athletic events and getting all that stuff put together?
1: Um, So I think it just really depends on whatever school you're at. Um, Different challenges comes with different, like for Cincinnati, they are right in the middle of a major city. Um, For Auburn, it's very much just the university in that city or little town, um, small college town. So it's learning how to deal with those sorts of things of, you know, post game traffic, how are people entering in the stadium? What are the expectations of the fans? Um, and like I said, very different ends of the spectrum from Cincinnati to Auburn.
2: Yeah, I can definitely, definitely imagine uh, all that
0: for sure. Yeah, especially just being like some of those those college towns, like I think of another town like Ann Arbor, where it's not really much around it other than the University of Michigan. You yeah. know, uh, certain schools, they have the benefit of having a bigger city, you know, to kind of support them. But at the same time, if it's not college focused, they kind of get drowned out by all the other professional yeah. things that's going around.
1: Yeah, definitely. In Cincinnati is sort of like that. They've got obviously the university and then they've got um my first year working full-time there they brought on a pro soccer team to play inside of our football stadium so we took on a professional sport on top of collegiate sports um then obviously the Cincinnati Reds and Cincinnati Bengals so there's just so much going on
0: yeah I I definitely imagine that so so you're diehards Reds fan. so what made you like want to pursue or how did you I'm assuming you've loved the game of baseball so how did you
1: Yeah. So that's a really interesting question. I mentioned that I did gymnastics earlier um, and I actually have, well, really bad experience with concussions and injuries and whatnot enough to force me to retire from the sport. And when I retired from the sport, um, I had to find something else to take up my time. And so I just started watching Cincinnati Reds baseball and attending games and just, I, I had nothing to do with it while I was doing gymnastics. And it just started to take up my time. And I, forward everything I had into learning everybody's stats. Um, I was predicting what the lineups would be. I loved it.
2: Yeah, I can I can say uh, Major League Baseball is definitely a different sport. Even like attending one side time in one of my first games uh, a couple of summers ago, I went up to an Indians and Tigers game and just mm-hmm. being in the atmosphere of a stadium like that, it's just, is awesome. So I can, I can see how you transition to becoming a fan and wanting to be at the games. Because the MLB uh, stadiums are they're different.
1: Yeah, they definitely are. And that's something that I've always been really interested in is just um, how do I get to all 30 baseball stadiums? I really want to do that one day. Um, I've been to two so far, so I'm not doing great on that. But I really <laughs> want to accomplish it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not too far ahead of you. I've probably been to probably four, I think, total. So that's also a side bucket list of mine. So. I've been to uh, both Chicago stadiums, Detroit stadium, mm-hmm. and I've been to Arizona Diamondbacks stadium.
1: Okay. I did go out to Arizona a couple years ago for um, spring training. So that was a lot of fun because you got to see a lot of the different
0: Uh-oh. teams that
1: are right within a mile of each other. So
0: that, that would definitely be fine. <laughs> Uh, What has it been like for you to see, um, since you are an assistant athletic director, what has it been like for you to see your athletes transition to a professional?
1: Um, So we don't... I don't personally have too much interaction. I'm more on the event side, but it's always really cool because you still get to work with the teams. You're still involved. Like for me with gymnastics, I'm very involved with that gymnastics program along with the other sports. Um, But it's just, it is a pretty cool feeling just to say like, yeah, I got to work with them at one point um, and see them move on. I know for us, I think we just had four or five of our baseball players get drafted or signed. I think a couple years ago, when Casey Myers got signed out of Auburn, the number one overall pick, that was a really cool feeling. I've never really been exposed to that high of an athlete where they have the capability to go and get drafted in the first, second, third round, um, and we have a lot of them at Auburn, so it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, Auburn is a, a very talent-producing school <laughs> right now, so I love it. Though I, I, I'm always loved to, I try to you know, fall in love with athletes and try to follow them from their college to their, you know, professional years. Uh, Lately, it's been hard to do that with everything that's going on, but uh, it's always fun to see the journey and the transformation of different athletes.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: (laughs) So one thing, um, so on the event side, what has, what's some of the challenges that you see when it goes into event planning for athletic events?
1: so I mentioned earlier again that's just basically where you are in the country like what are you dealing with what are your partners um, like in the city that you're in um for us one of the big challenges and I feel like for football for us it changes year to year you know two three years ago we got metal detectors in the stadium last year we had COVID which was a complete project (laughs) um trying to make athletic events go we were successful um we only I think from the events that I worked I only had a postponed three events. We made it through football season without having to postpone any home games. So that was great for us. Um, But then, like I said before, just working with the different partners, working with the coaches. Um, I mentioned this to somebody the other day that you really have to know how to deal with the different coaches and their personalities because not every coach is the same. Um, For example, our gymnastics coach he likes to be very involved. Some other coaches aren't that hands-on. And so you just have to know when to push and when not to push a little bit.
2: Yeah. Uh, that is yeah, different personalities, different uh cultures out there. It's um different things to be aware of. But I'm curious on to um with go so with the event planning stuff, what was your favorite part of event planning? Like what part just like every day you're just like, I like doing this. This is, I just want to keep doing this.
1: Obviously meet day game day competition day that it it sounds silly but i almost get nervous before a football game because i know like all these expectations that everybody has and it's the same way for gymnastics which is one of the sports i work women's basketball equestrian all the sports i work it's a little bit nerve-wracking at first um but on a day-to-day basis i just love the behind the scenes i love the communication with the coaches um because a lot of people don't see that they just think the event happens um i love just being the go-to person for that event
2: yeah that is there is a lot of behind the scenes I know just um, yesterday actually uh, whenever this comes out um, it was a couple days ago but um, I just went to my first dirt track race uh, with the spring cars down in Eldora Ohio so I was able to see the behind the scenes of what goes on for a race day so I mm-hmm. think and in, in, in itself that's pretty cool So I can just imagine what it feels like for like football and for other sports like that, what goes up behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. And I think that goes event to event too. I talked about the nerves. Um, It really just depends on the opponent, how big the game is. Um, And so the example that I always give with this is I think it was 2018. We had LSU at home for football. It was 115 degrees outside. It was hot. Um, And so just, learning how to deal with things on the fly I think we had a whole bunch of people passing on concourses we ran out of water it was just not good Um, because it was so hot but there's nothing you could do so you just learn you know how to adjust
0: yeah I can't imagine I almost passed out by you just saying it was 115 degrees yeah it's hot two
1: o'clock games in the south Sounds
0: fun (laughs) man yeah, I'll be, I'll definitely be one of those people that's passed out on the pavement somewhere.
1: <laughs> I don't know how I didn't pass out. I think I was just so worried about everybody else that I didn't have time to think about passing out. So
0: yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, what's something that goes on behind the scenes that most people don't know about when it comes to event planning for sports? Yeah.
1: So I mentioned the coach interactions. Um, yeah. Derek, mostly during our sports seasons, we have weekly planning meetings with not only the coaching staff and the teams, but the support staff. Um, and it's anything from how are people coming in? What's the plan to get people out? Um, where are we spending our money? How are we spending on event staff? All kinds of things. Um, and I think like right now earlier, I was just working on our stadium map for football. Um, and so that's just little details like that, that just sort of appear on game day, then nobody really thinks, oh, somebody had to sit down to do that. Um, and it's, and it's the stadium map is very detailed. So it's, you gotta get it right.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, just from my uh, background on some of the event plans and planning that I've done, the most important detail is the is the map because you have to understand yeah. where things are supposed to go, 100%. who's supposed to put, put this where, when, and why, uh, mm-hmm. positioning certain things, especially if you have sponsorships that's involved, making sure that their stuff is, you know, showcase where it needs to be, how much, making sure that, that if especially you have sponsorship levels, depending mm-hmm. on what sponsorship package people get, making sure that, you know, they get the proper amount of sponsorship or, you know, time allotted versus compared to any other other sponsorship.
1: For us, it's, I'm sure it's like this all over the country, but um, with COVID we completely gutted our stadium the way that the entry plan, um, the entire thing was color coded to match parking. So we completely shifted the entire stadium around to make it COVID friendly, COVID safe. Um, uh, so now we're sort of reverting back to our 2019 plans and I'm sitting back and like, Oh, I forgot that we did all of this. There's so much, that's just little details that I have to relearn pretty much.
0: Yeah, especially, so with, um, when it comes to athletic events, has there been any like new rules or any like changes and stuff that you have to worry about for this next upcoming year?
1: Um, what do you mean for COVID or just in general?
0: Just in general, it could be COVID related or uh, just in general. I
1: was going to say, I think the COVID stuff um, for us, we go through obviously the NCAA and SEC, um, and they're constantly updating the different standards. Um, And so I, from an athletic event management standpoint, I try to just wait until we get a little bit closer to the event to see what that uh, final say is from them. Um, But as far as rule changes, not really, not in general. I, like I said, most of it is just surrounding COVID. Um, and like I said before, Auburn is just in the middle of a college town where it's mm-hmm. the only show there. There's no professional sports, it's just football. So we we sort of uh, work with the university and we make our own rules of how uh, we want people to come in and how they need to get around the stadium and everything like that.
0: Yeah, that has to be uh, definitely fun in a sense especially being the only show in town you can really create when it comes to event planning you're not only just planning the event but you're also creating the experience for the fans and the audience
1: yeah and so you said experience and tradition at Auburn is just you don't ever want to change. The tradition is tradition. People don't like the change. you know. For us, it's Tiger Walk. It's the Eagle Flight pregame. It's people starting to park the RVs on Wednesday down the street. Um, It's the Iron Bowl um, rushing the field. It's just there's so many traditions that um, will really make you fall in love with the town. And I tell people this all the time. My parents are not big football people. My dad doesn't watch sports at all he came down to the iron bowl and he said, I'm sucked in. Like, I don't know how you will ever leave here. I'm sucked in.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. When you were saying the traditions, so which, which one of them is your favorite? And then do you have like a, a best memory so far um, from being there at Auburn?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I really like the Eagle flight pregame. Um, we do it every single game. We have two or three different Eagles. They go in the stadium they train throughout the week. Um, and, and it's just, it's really cool because the entire stadium, you've got 87,000 people yelling War Eagle until the Eagle lands. Um, so yeah, that I think that's my favorite tradition. Um, and then my best memory so far is somehow I have been lucky to be there for two of these, is the Iron Bowl and the field rushes. I know you're not supposed to rush the field. Um, obviously I'm not rushing the field cause I'm working the game. Um, but that's just, I've never seen that many people be that excited about football. Um, and it, it gives you chills, like it really does, just to think that that many people are so involved in the game and so emotionally tied to it.
2: Yeah, that is that is awesome. I've never been to a college football game, so I don't know what the atmosphere is like, but just from what you said, I can imagine um, the amount of adrenaline rush that the fans get and just people watching it get yeah,
1: For sure.
0: Yeah. Do you, Do you have a favorite sport that you love to plan, make a, events when when it comes to planning out events for?
1: Um, I think that is very dependent on what school you're at. So obviously, okay, um, Cincinnati. I loved basketball because it's big time there. Um, I love at Auburn planning the gymnastics meets. You know, gymnastics in the Southeastern Conference is. No joke. I mean, they get anywhere from five to 10,000, 15,000 fans, depending on how big your arena is. Um, and we sort of fall right in the middle there, about six, 7,000 fans per meet. And so obviously, I'm a little bit biased toward gymnastics because uh, I grew up doing it, but I love planning the meets. I love um, just stepping out on the floor, like I explained with the field rush. When you step out on the floor for me for gymnastics, I'm like, well, this is everything I've ever wanted. Um, and I really, really love it.
2: Yeah, so so we're gonna switch gears um here. So um, I know we know that uh, nil the name image likeness bill has just been coming out with an NCAA. delay. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to see what your thoughts are and like how um it might affect you Auburn and how it might affect um, the athletes at your school.
1: Um, I know at Auburn a lot of the athletes are obviously capitalizing on it where they can. Um, personally, it doesn't affect me. Like I said earlier, I don't work too closely with the athletes outside of event planning. Um, but you know, I, my opinion is if your name is being used for whatever it's being used for, then might not be able to collect on it. But, um, again, that's, that's up to the NCAA and for them to decide what their policy is.
2: Yeah, I do. I do, uh, like it. I like that they came out Because some uh, some of the big time schools where um, there's like these high end players, like I know when Zion was in college, everyone's going there to watch him, and that's where their sales were going to because he was there. So if he was there, he would have been able to make off it. But I think um, it's a nice idea um, that they're doing it. Yeah. And I know this just recently because I'm a huge uh, University of Michigan fan and i do see and i saw that they were posting they're um, now being able. their players are now going to be able to make money off of their football jerseys um Mm -hmm. this upcoming fall because they just um brand with the brand that they have they just made that a thing so they'll be able to make money now just do that
0: Mm -hmm. what's the best piece of advice that you can possibly give to people that are trying to um, get involved with the event planning side of sports? So
1: for me, I tell this to everybody, and I'm actually very involved with my undergrad program as an alumni. They have one of the requirements is they have to interview an alumni that's in the industry, get their advice, you know, seek out what path they took, and then put a paper together on it. Um, and I always say to get as much experience as you can.
0: Um, so. so Megan, so what um, type of advice do you have for people that are trying to uh, enter and be a part of the sports planning side?
1: Yeah, so I think just get as much experience as you can. Um, what I was saying earlier was just that sometimes it sucks. Um early on in your career, it's a tough pill to swallow, but you've got to get as much experience in, um, and it might not all be paid experience. You might just be doing it strictly to get something on your resume. Um, I know I did a whole lot of that with my internships at Cincinnati. Um, I worked so many hours for free and it really, it paid off in the end. Um, And if you are able to get a different variety of experiences, uh, maybe like for me, most of my experience was with Cincinnati's athletic department. Um, and sometimes I look back thinking, man, I wish I would have gone and volunteered here with game management or just got a different view on things. Um, I don't think I really had that until I went off to the division two school. Um, but once I went to Lindenwood, um, it really opened up my eyes of, oh yeah, this is, and I was very scared to go out there, but this is what I need for my career to be successful.
0: yeah that makes to, total sense um experience work especially work experience in your field that means everything and sometimes you have to make sacrifices in order to get to where you want want to get yeah. to and Definitely. that yeah, that's in almost every profession that you choose you know there is some type of sacrifice you have to make early in your career in order to make it to where you want to you want to get to
1: yeah and i think for an event management side of things. People don't always think about it like this, but you really need to sit down and think about what are you, what's the end goal? Where do you wanna be with your career in 20, 30 years? Like for me, I wanna be a senior athletic director um, over event management, but you're not always gonna to get to do that in your hometown. Um, and I had to really accept that fact that I'm not going to be in Cincinnati forever if I want to go to a school with big football big gymnastics big time sports I'm going to have to up and move um and that's what I've done obviously
0: yeah um yeah what is your so you want to I I mean I feel feel as though that you will get that position one day so I'm rooting I'm rooting for you so I can I see it now (laughs) And it'll be over it'll be over at the Cincinnati Reds as well, back in your home. Oh
1: gosh. I don't know if I would ever want to go to professional sports now I've been in college.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking, yeah, I was gonna wonder like what would be some of the things you have to worry about, like the difference for between playing events for a professional and for a college.
1: I think. I've actually put a lot of thought into this when I was trying to decide, do I want to go professional route or college route? Um, I think for the professional side of things, like baseball, there's what, 162, 164 games, something like that. Yeah. It's very routine. Like football, you've got seven home games on Saturdays, and then you transition into basketball season. Sometimes there's an overlap depending on when you start your basketball season and your football season ends. Um, And then – just a different variety of events. It's not all one thing. My brain is constantly working, um, constantly just trying to figure out what's best for each sport rather than, Oh, well, we have a baseball game today. Let's do the same thing as we did yesterday. Um, so it's, it's different.
0: The, the difference can def like definitely bring, uh, different excitement you know sometimes routines get old i mean that's why even when you're working out people change their workouts uh because they fall into a routine so um having a different variety of sports especially at a college level can definitely be fun and entertaining Mm -hmm.
2: um
0: but yeah that wraps up the first part of our uh of our podcast so now we're going to transition to what we call the game within the game where we just kind of ask fun little city questions either or questions and so um my question for you is are you ready to play sure okay very first question is do you prefer chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal raisin cookies
1: oatmeal raisin cookies 100% and I feel like I get a lot of haters for that but I don't like milk so I feel like if you want chocolate I-
0: cookie you got to dip it in the milk i'm not a milk fan so oatmeal raisin okay i've i so lately i've gotten a couple different oatmeal raisin cookie fans uh one person does dip their oatmeal cookies in their milk i haven't tried that yet that you haven't tried that either sounds like yeah yeah i i wasn't knocking it but i'm gonna I'm give it a try so
1: my grandma makes oatmeal raisin cookies from scratch, but she doesn't use raisins; she uses craisins, and it's bomb. I highly recommend it.
2: <laughs> it does your
0: face went from happy to just like, huh. and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to look afterwards. I'm gonna send you the address. Just tell grandma to ship some.
2: Oh, for place. sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ship it, and I'll make a video of me eating it too. <laughs> there. there you go so uh are you tv
2: shows or movies
1: um i guess tv shows i don't really watch that much tv i'm not um a big movie buff um but for tv shows yeah more of the tv side
0: i get that um favorite bible verse
1: um philippians 4 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me uh, that goes back to being a gymnast growing up over in our beam area we had a big banner that said that um that really helped me through I had a lot of fears in gymnastics and that really helped me get through some of it now um I feel like I always fall back on that bible verse
0: especially I can I can imagine that for you especially with just hearing uh, you mentioned just some of the stuff uh as far as you was involved in gymnastics and kind of had to retire because of your injuries and stuff like that Mm so um i'm sure just having that bible verse which you you know carry you through all those situations and
1: circumstances 100 percent
2: so we got i got a tough one for you so one 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 team has to go the cincinnati reds or the cincinnati bearcats
1: oh god that's just mean
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's a tough one
1: um I have, the answer to this isn't going to make any sense because I actually have a Cincinnati Reds tattoo, um, but it would have to be the Reds because I've got to be loyal to my alma mater. I worked there, obviously I went to school there. Um, and if I think about it, if there's a basketball game on at the same time, it's like a Reds game. I know those are two different seasons, but I would probably choose the basketball game for the Bearcats. So
0: Good choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, not mad at it, your choice <laughs>
1: the reds have broken my heart so many times so
0: <laughs> yeah i can uh i can only imagine that part and it is it's yeah, been post-season. yeah it's been it's been interesting for the for the reds lately so yeah. i don't even know i don't even know how they've been doing this year i haven't because they I, the,
1: I think in they're about five games out of first. So they're doing better than they have in the past, recent past, but
0: mm-hmm. they'll be better. I understand. I understand. All right. Uh, you, you're probably going to go to one of the stories you mentioned earlier, but we're going to ask anyway. Uh, favorite sports moment you have seen or witnessed?
1: Uh huh. The Iron Bowl, hands down. Um, Iron Bowl 17, Iron Bowl 19. Uh, Auburn beat Alabama twice. And I feel like that's something that not everybody gets to witness in their lifetime, let alone within two years a giant field rush like that, um, or even be just subjected to that level of football constantly. Um, very blessed to have that opportunity.
0: Yeah, the uh, anytime you see Alabama go down. It's always it's always historic because they rule college football. No offense to Auburn, but you know, I, when you think of college football, you think of most of, most of the time you think of Alabama first, and then you know Auburn is up there as well. So don't
2: yeah yeah. So with one more uh, last questions coming in here, um, is what is there any organization that you'd like to take over? Um, It could be any sport or anything. It could be college professional, uh, anything you want it to be, an organization you want to take over.
1: I think for me, I don't know if there's one specifically. I love the planning that I'm doing, my position here at Auburn. Um, We have great leadership here at Auburn. Um, My coworkers are phenomenal. My bosses are phenomenal. Um, But I think for me, just a power five, like if I could be in charge of a power five football program, mainly in the sec. I would love that. Um, just cause I feel like football in the sec is, yeah, it's big and power five. I think the next biggest school would probably the next biggest conference would probably be the big 10, um, yeah. when it comes to football. But if I could be a senior athletic director making big time decisions, um, regarding football, it would probably be at either a big 10 school or sec. Yeah.
0: The, there's not the like sec football, so that's something <laughs> that I can, uh, when I was traveling a lot, that's something that uh, me and one more coworkers, we did all day. We just watched college football all day. And yeah, we, we just
1: a group of people that came down. I had no idea who they were. I think I actually ran into them out, to, out at dinner a couple of years ago. And they just introduced themselves. And they were making it their mission to go to a football game at every SEC school that year. And they're just jumping around. I'm like, well, oh, that's kind of cool.
0: That is, I feel like I need to rank that higher than trying to visit all 30 <laughs> baseball stadiums because yeah. that just sounds amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, I, so speaking of, uh, do you travel? You probably don't travel with the teams often.
1: Um, I've traveled a couple of times with the teams. Sometimes the coaches, um, when I worked at Cincinnati, I traveled with women's basketball once or twice. Um, I've traveled with gymnastics here. Sometimes the coaches will say, hey, hop on our road trip. Um, hook up with the event manager for this event, compare notes. I know for us a couple of years ago, I think it was gymnastics season 2018. Um, the coach asked me to go along because he wanted me to hook up with the event manager at LSU. Um, their gymnastics program is top five in the country. They get 12,000 fans per meet. Um, and wow. so he just share notes about what are you guys doing how could we do something differently are we doing something that you guys might be able to put into place those sorts of things so every now and then they'll put you on the bus or on the plane with them
0: okay yeah i was curious because i wanted to ask about um like the death valley if you ever been in like in at lsu for like lsu versus auburn game and like how so crazy
1: secretly lsu used to be my dream school to go and work at mm. um coming to auburn and then i came to auburn i was like no i met my dream school um but i am very good friends he's not there anymore he actually got a job at wake forest with their event manager um and so i did go with football two three years ago whenever we played there last um Mm -hmm. and just sort of got a behind the scenes of how they do their event day um for football so yeah i've been to a game at death valley it's crazy there's a whole lot of people um Fans are very different than they are in Auburn. <laughs> I'll just say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, my my father is a big LSU fan, so uh, he loves he loves some LSU football. Uh, he's from Louisiana, so it's like it's home to him. To they
1: watch. Off, uh, that's the Garth Brooks song? "Calling Baton Rouge." That whole stadium goes crazy. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I can only imagine. What so what converted you from what converted your dream from an LSU to to the Auburn?
1: Um I don't I don't know how else to describe it. You'd have to really just come to Auburn to really get the feel of how welcoming they always use the term Auburn family and that's not a lie. Um I saw something, I think it was on Saturday Down South on their Instagram. Um, talking about how we always... It was comparing the Fast and the Furious movies to different SEC schools, and they were talking about how Dom always talks about on Fast and the Furious how important family is. And that's what Auburn does. That was the meme next to Auburn was family. Um, but it really is. It's just welcoming. Like I said, it's a small town. Everybody sort of knows everybody. Um, and for the most part, everybody is just so friendly. And I've been very lucky to meet my little group of friends that i have and we've all become like family because we're all so close to each other um we all work together um yeah i think just the family atmosphere converted me
0: (laughs) family is important yeah okay so
2: that that kind of wraps everything up um for our podcast today Uh, Mm -hmm. so where can the listeners and viewers where can they uh follow you at
1: um i don't even know what my social media is i think my gram is at megan campbell two one megan with an h m-e-g-h-a-n campbell two one and then my twitter i think is mm campbell two one okay I can- <laughs> so i can be
2: sure oh you're good um but for the the listeners and viewers at home you can follow us at capture the game you can follow us um on twitter at ctg underscore podcast search us up on instagram at capturing underscore the underscore game underscore pod and you can search us up on youtube and facebook at capturing the game podcast um, again megan we would like to thank you for joining us today um, on the podcast um, and we hope that we can uh, connect with you soon and get you on another episode
1: yeah for sure i'd love to come back thanks for having me
2: You're welcome